All right, Malcolm, thank you for agreeing to meet me. Thank you for inviting me here, your workspace. My it's, pleasure. Yeah, My pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure to see you. You're very such a radiant person. You have such a light yet composed and <laughs> and and like and, and you and you feel like there's like a value emanating from you. Thank you so much. Well yeah. I've had fifty five years to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shows, it shows. It, it, it took shows. A, it took a long time to get here, but uh, I think that uh, at a certain point when you realize the value that you have and you work out a way to deliver that value and then excuse me and then you get into this great feedback loop oh. between you and your customers and people who are interacting with you where you deliver value they're telling you you delivered them amazing value and then you get, get you know you iterate and get a bit better and then you you know you get another level of feedback another level of opportunity as well that sounds uh, and then you get into this great feedback loop and that's the that's the joy of time you know that's what the benefit and you know, I had a young lady actually uh, send me a message today on LinkedIn. <clears throat> Excuse me, and she said, "You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I can't find my purpose." And I said, "How old are you?" And she said, "I'm, I'm early twenties, like twenty-four or something." And I said, "You're not supposed to know what your purpose is yet. You're just supposed to explore, find some things that you think you're good at, go deeply into it, research and development phase." And then your purpose will find you. Yeah. And and I think that uh, I just want to say to everyone at the beginning of this talk that time makes the magic. You know, you've got time. If you're a person listening to this in your 20s and 30s, you're going to be working for another 40 years. You've got plenty of time to work it out. Yeah. Just practice, build up slowly, and eventually you'll find your sweet spot you be able to deliver a lot of value and get a lot of opportunity flowing towards you. Something that really grabbed my attention um, is that in this, these great feedback loops that you ended up creating and being in, and, and it's sort of like, um, I see that as flow. You're deep, 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 deep in flow. And I think that's what it comes down to, understanding how to create your own flow and flow with your flow and yeah. intensify your flow and grow your flow. And in the end, you have this like ecosystem yeah. You literally created an ecosystem for yourself. You create an ecosystem and I think also momentum. Yes. You know, momentum, and like you do good work, that builds your reputation, which gives you more opportunity, which gives you more work, which creates a, you know, and it's just this kind of expanding circle. But what I'd like to say about that, there's a lot of practical things underneath that about how you can communicate your value, how you can network. Hmm. That is very valuable sort of skills underneath that kind of magic flow that you're seeing from the outside. Yeah, yeah. it's a very consistent approach over a you know a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. And as my friend would say, like you're releasing sparkles into the everywhere you go. There's like a magic uh, <laughs> well, flowing around. Doing my around. best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what I was talking in the beginning. Mm. You're 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 sparkling in a way. Mm. Thank you. All right. So if we go into the networking, you propose to go into to frame it as a networking challenge mm -hmm. because networking is a very valuable activity. And what's your what's your take on networking? Yeah, I think one of the things uh, that people make a mistake is they try and look at networking as transactional. 
that if I meet someone, I could get something from them. And I think there's a natural energetic resistance to that because people feel like they're you, you're trying to sell them something or you're being a bit too pushy. And I've made that mistake myself. I think the best thing to do is to be really, really curious about people, try and work out what they're doing. And the magic of networking is when you can build up your network and introduce people that you know to other people you know in your network. That is the secret source. It's not what you're getting, it's what you're giving. And if you go into your networking activities with this, you know, idea and concept that if I can connect people together and they get something out of it, then obviously I'm the hero of the story in the back, right? True that, true that. Yeah. And so I think it's really good just to go, I'm, I'm going to see if I can connect Jenny and Marlon together uh, because I think they would have a great synergy and I'll try and do that. And I think one of the things, you know, recently, a week ago, you know, I got 5,000 LinkedIn followers. And I have no idea what that means, whether it's good or bad or I don't know, have no idea. But, you know, I got to this number, but the reality is that my business runs on about, let's say, 30, 30 connections. Mm-hmm. So you build up like this big group of people, but there'll be a small group of them that will be like, you could call them like super users, they keep referring you, keep booking you. They move company. They bring you with them. You know, one lady I worked with at Ericsson, then she moved to another company. She brought me with her there. And then I got inside, you know, then I was in two companies. And then she took uh, took me over to another company she joined. So now I'm in three companies. And like the combined total it's people incredible. in those three companies is like, 250,000 employees or something wild right yeah so you end up getting exposed you know one person one super user ends up exposing you to a lot of people so I think um, I have a few rules and on my computer I have a little post-it note which is don't break trust Mm -hmm. so when you're out in the marketplace and you promise something always do your best to deliver on your promise Um, I can always, I have a little test for how well I'm doing with my integrity because what I do is I have a little post-it note with the word sorry on it. Mm -hmm. And as I go through the week, I make a little mark. How many times I say sorry? Oh, sorry, I forgot to send that PDF. Oh, sorry, I was a bit late answering your email. Oh, sorry. You keep track of. Yeah. Just just a little post-it note on my computer. How many times this week did I say sorry to my wife, to my kids, to my customers? I want to keep that number down to as few as possible. I don't think bumps. I don't think zero is necessarily possible because yeah. not everything's in your control. Yeah. But I think you build a network, <clears throat> you value being trusted by that network, and you do your best to help that network succeed. That's yeah. a very very amazing take on it. Mm. Like for for me, networking ties into my purpose, and one of my purpose is to simply vibe. 
yeah yeah vibing with people is, vibing, is, yeah. is is a major purpose of mine absolutely yeah and and the more i vibe the the, the better connections i get and and as you say like uh, the better connections i get the, i can start introducing people to each other yeah and and being that being the, at the cause of things yes being at the cause of things great great yeah and yeah. you know there's a great quote by maya angelou the great american poet and philosopher and she said, uh, people won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to networking, that's really, really important because yeah. that feel part, if people feel like you're just there to be transactional, they're Ooh, not going to invest. True that. And they're you can gonna, feel it. It's in the yeah, air. Yeah, they can feel it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. in the air. Yeah, it's and it's that's a fascinating. Maybe it's a little bit diverging, but the scarcity mindset that mm -hmm. it's so deeply embedded in us. Yeah, and like uh, and it, I don't know if it's like external or internal. Yeah. Like a world puts pressure on you, you gotta make it happen, and they're like, oh, okay, I gotta sell myself. Like and from that scarcity perspective. Yeah, you know, I make most of my money uh, speaking mm. in front of audiences, and you know, one thing I learned back. When I was a professional drummer in my early twenties. Professional what? Drummer. Playing, drummer. Yeah, drummer. Mm. Playing drums in bands and being a drummer for hire was that, you know, no matter how good a drummer you are, you can only be on one stage, at a, per night. True that. <clears throat> so I was like, I'll never be as good as these guys, and then I realized, but they can only do one gig at a time, yes. and so there's like thousands of opportunities. There's no need to have a scarcity mindset. You'll find your tribe and they'll connect to you. Yes, yes. And that ties into like perspective of life is a jungle. And in this jungle, there are so many different corners, so many different places to explore. And there's always something to be built. And there's always an angle where you can serve. Yeah. And there's also you're unique. There's only one of you. Yes. And so I, I never, ever look at other speakers or coaches as competitors they're yeah. just other people on the path true that true and that. they're not my they're not my competitors exactly because you know, i'll get the work that i'm supposed to get yeah i'll make the connections i'm supposed to make yes. they have different skills and competencies to me different angles different angles different energy and you know so i just focus really on being myself and being the best version of myself i can and delivering your value in the best way possible. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I know my value. Yeah. And, I, and I'm very clear about what I do so I can communicate that yeah. uh, very directly. I hear you. Which is really, really helpful, you know, for my customers and for my audience. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, T tying it into the second topic, personal value uh, proposition. Yeah, I think it's really important, you know, to have a value proposition out in the marketplace and can you to go be... into that what is the value yeah yeah so i mean let's talk about it i mean I, you're going to be out in the marketplace and you're going to be pitching yourself for opportunity and you know if i was just talking to a lady today and she said i'm really nervous i'm going for a job interview and i said why and she goes i really hate having to talk about myself and to like have to try and sell myself mm -hmm. And I, and I think this is actually a skill that you absolutely have to have in a, in a world where there's like this huge, busy marketplace of people who are, you know, looking for um, 
opportunity and competing for opportunity. And, and so a personal value proposition is just letting the world know what is it you actually do with your skills and your talents? What is the difference you make? So for me, my value proposition is I help people, teams and organizations manage change. Mm. That's what I've been doing for 25 years. Sounds very fun. Right? It's fantastic. It's so fun. Uh, But I started as a coach, helping individuals manage changes in their life. You know, it's my 25th year of coaching. And then those people invited me to work with their teams. And then I started working with teams and that led to working with organizations. But the thing that I discovered was if I just think about, you know, managing change as my value proposition, um, then it's a way for me to open a discussion up when I'm networking, when I'm sitting with customers. And then I can open that up. For 25 years, I've been helping helping individuals, teams and organizations manage change through individual coaching, team coaching, and inspiring workshops and keynotes, right? So now I've got an elevator pitch. Yep, yep. And the thing is, is, and then I can go deeper. And I do that using my skills as an NLP master practitioner, a person who spent thousands of hours on stage as a musician, um, and also an expert in uh, leadership and culture. And they're the three circles that overlap to make me the person that you should hire for this job or whatever it is. And so all of us have the opportunity and I run, you know, breakfast workshops on this topic on a regular basis and just really helping people go from seeing themselves as just a marketing person or I'm just a... I'm just a digital designer or whatever it is and helping them take that from general to specific. And there's a guy named Seth Godin who's a famous marketing guy. Mm-hmm. You can look up just look up Seth Godin, G O D I N and just look for any podcast where he's speaking because he's always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he talks about, you know, be a meaningful specific, not a wandering generality. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. when people say I work with AI, that's really general. Yeah. But if you say, I'm working uh, in AI with a focus on the health sector, then it's you're more specific. I'm working on AI solutions for women's health, right? And the more specific you can be with your personal pitch, the more opportunity you can attract towards you. Why? Now, let's go back to the network. Yeah. Out in the world, every day, somebody is talking about me, recommending me, referring me, bumping into my LinkedIn, but there's all these people out in the world, like it happens, you know, a few times a week where someone on LinkedIn, for example, will be saying, I need a conference host for my event, and people will tag me in the comments, get Malcolm Larry, right? And so out in the world, there's people who know me for what I do, and they're my advocates now. Yeah. And they're out in the world networking on my behalf. Isn't that amazing? Because of your attitude and because of your value. Because of my reputation. Because of your reputation. Right? It's a reputation. This is the value of time and being consistent. Yeah. 
and doing your very best not to break trust. Everyone breaks trust sometimes, me too, but like really focusing on minimizing that. So you have a really good reputation out in the marketplace. Other people are now your advocates and it's like, oh, you should get Malcolm. He's really good at helping companies manage change. And so all of my past coaching clients recommend me. People who had me work on their events recommend me to other people. There's people in speaking agencies who are selling me out to their customers. Okay. Because, uh, you know, you get in with a speaking agency and they give you an opportunity and you do your very best and then they start getting great feedback from the customers, right? And so if you're a guy, a, a guy or a lady selling at a speaking agency, you want people you, you know are going to deliver. So yep. if you start getting consistently high uh, reviews, mm-hmm from their customers back to the sellers, they're going to be like, oh, he's like a, he's like a five out of five guy. And that's, a, that's right? the ecosystem that you're right. And so eventually, about. but again, I just want to say your ability to pitch your value though is so important because so often people bring an opportunity to me and I'm really able to quickly take it through a sales process and turn it into a sale. Yeah. Because I can really identify. And I'll give you a really good example of this that happened just a day or two ago. Lady rings me up and she says, um, I've been given, you know, I went to all the speaker agencies. I asked for names. Yours was one of them. And she goes, now I've got 25 names, you know, and I don't know (laughs) which one to pick. And I said, well, all of them are obviously going to be good because they're represented. But let me tell you what I can do for you. And I told her in five minutes the difference between me and most of the people on the speaking circuit. And she said, I love it. I want it. Boom. Right? Boom. Yeah. But it's that clarity of being able to pitch your value, knowing what your value is and what your point of difference is. So one of my points of difference is I don't think it's um, helpful to give an audience information. You have to give them a connection to the information. Okay. Because if you just give them information, it's just more information. True that. And they walk out and it's like they're already overloaded with information. That's interesting. The the, the overwhelm and all that stuff. So they've got too much information. So what I've become a specialist in is making them have an emotional connection to Mm. the information and seeing it how it relates to them and how they should think about their behavior in relationship to the information. So by doing that, I've created like a point of difference for myself that... Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If we go into, I think uh, people will be curious about how do you, how does one discover their personal value? Mm. I think that's the big question mark because people who are in their early 20s, you know, what am I good for? Yeah. That's the, you know, what is it that I have to give? I think that's a... So, you know, first thing is, if you're in your 20s, you're in your research and development decade. Your only job is to treat it as an adventure, try a bunch of different things, start to work out what you're good at um, by doing, Yeah. right? Not by sitting around thinking. That's a very good point, yeah. And so, a lot of people say, follow your dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really, really, really believe that most people end up where their competence takes them. That's a, that sounds 
amazing actually right. okay <laughs> that's, that's, so that's why me. i'm here <laughs> yeah great so tell me why what are you studying what are you working with i am uh, taking a program called ai business consulting okay ai business consulting yes. so let's just use you as a classic example young man um so you're you're working in ai business consulting what now this is really interesting i've worked with like several cohorts mm -hmm. of this program at hyper island i'm blessed to in my sixth year of teaching and collaborating with Hyper. Thank you, Hyper. Um, but inside of that AI business consulting program, what part of that program do you enjoy the most? Um, the educational aspect where I get to learn about the workings of AI, where I get to immerse myself in, in the knowledge of... Um, how does AI work and how can I work with it? Right. Yeah. And when you're doing that, is it the analytical topics you like more or the conceptual topics? The conceptual for okay, sure. Okay, great. So there are people in your cohort who the the conceptual side is not as interesting as maybe the analytical and detailed side of going down into coding. And you'll see some people approach it more from the perspective of wanting to understand what AI can do mm -hmm. and then there's other people in your cohort who are thinking I want to know how AI works mm -hmm. and there's other people who want to just really work with AI yes right that's, that's and good. other people who want to work with AI as a tool for business mm -hmm. like they actually want to help businesses understand AI not work with AI yeah so even in your course there's a you're starting to get a distribution mm -hmm. of people so this is exactly a great example because you're all AI business consultants. But when you add to that sentence, you become, you go from a generalist to a specialist. Mm. So I'm an AI business consultant who wants to help businesses make the transition to AI based solutions. And then someone else in your group might say, I'm an AI business consultant who develops AI technologies. Completely different very, outcomes very of the different. course, yeah, yeah. right? But if you just say, I'm an AI business consultant in a networking like, context, what no, one, no one knows what opportunity to connect you to. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as you say, I'm an AI business consultant who wants to help accelerate businesses uptake of AI, in their processes, so I'm getting more specific. Yeah. Suddenly, someone will go, you know what? I know a guy. You know what? <laughs> or a gal. I know a lady who's got a new company and she wants someone to help her with exactly that thing. Yeah. And yeah. that is how you become a magnet for opportunity. Mm. And this is why I really encourage everybody to think about being as specific as they can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to segue into um, the notion of being ready. Um, so, uh, I don't know whose quote is it, but luck is e uh, equals ready plus opportunity, or ready times opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities are happening all the time, every day, yeah. but the, the success happens when the readiness meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, how does one become ready yeah i would say that um 
you're, you, well, let me tell you, as a, as a business owner and someone who's been doing the work that I'm doing for many years, I've been doing, you know, coaching for 25 years. I've been speaking professionally since 2004. Um, when you say you're ready, it's like, for what level? That's a that's such a good point. That's right? such a good point. So right? when, in two thousand and four, I was ready for level one, mm. but now I'm trying to get to level ten, mm. and I'm trying to get ready for level ten. Yeah. And there's always levels, and so what I would say is that um, you're always in this process of becoming more in your life and your career, and people have very different appetites for ambition some people just want to get a little bit of the way stay there they like it they like the security other people like me are always restless for the next level but what i would say is like i don't think there's any way to get ready other than to get given a challenge and then rise to it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I would say that, you know, when it comes to being ready, you know, you study, you learn, you do everything you can to put yourself in a position of knowing. But when you actually get handed a challenge, there's going to be a whole lot of unanswered questions and you need to be ready and willing to just step into that unknown and just go for it. And often the only way you're ever going to know the territory is to walk around in it. It's like it doesn't matter how much you study the That's map so of Australia. That's so good. It's yeah. not a representation of what it's like to be yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So people come to me, you know, I teach at Betty School of Communication, mm-hmm. teaching pitch and presentation skills. Mm. And I just say, just do your first 100 talks. <laughs> like they say, how do I not be nervous? I'm like, do 100 talks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Every time there's an opportunity for you to stand up at a meeting, to give a presentation, to do a speech at a yeah. birth, like the birthday cake, <laughs> the office, any opportunity you can, just take every single opportunity because the more that you do it, the more you move from the map, studying the map to studying the territory. That's so. And good. I think it's That's really, so really a, a great thing to put yourself in a position all the time of not knowing. Uh, and I would say that especially in the work that I, I do, where it's coaching and speaking, you know, yeah. I walk into a room full of people uh, almost every day. <clears throat> like, uh, let's say every second day I'm doing a talk. I walk into a room. I don't know the people. I often don't know the company other than a little bit of research I've done on it. And I can make a great talk happen because I've studied the mechanisms of knowing how to engage an audience, what works, what doesn't work. Human nature in general. Human nature, yeah. human nature, but also the the pedagogy or the you know the conveying of, information of actually knowing how yeah. to give out information in a way and get people to interact with it that they, yeah. it quickly catches fire. And yeah, that's a been yeah. to study. But, you know, I did a bunch of boring talks as well. I've done some terrible talks. There's no doubt about it. And the <laughs> it only has way to happen. It had to happen, right? Law of averages, you know. Law of averages, indeed. Uh, but you get to a point, and this was the same when I was a musician, where I would record myself every night. And when I was a musician, I got to a point where, where the, sometimes it felt good, sometimes it didn't feel good. 
But when I listen back to the tape of me playing drums that night, it was always acceptably good. Mm, Consistently wow. acceptably good. Because of the law of hours, because you... Well, also just time, right? Yeah. You just put... You put thousands of hours. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, practice, consistent. And then you go out and you play and you're doing... A, this is your thousandth show. You get to be able to do it a good job yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah, I hear so you. now I know my baseline is good. I can go for great. Yes. Right? Yes. No, uh, setting that and uh, getting... Working yourself up to a good baseline. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's enough, you know? And that Yeah, exactly. It's and enough. You have a foundation. Yeah. You have a foundation. I would like to finish with the... Um, with exploring the notion of the unknown. Mm. And I think like um, more and more lately in my life, like the the word unknown has been presented to me more and more and more. You got to be willing to go into the unknown and to leave the the safety and go into the forest and, and really, you know, uh, step by step by step around the tree, around the corner. You, you, you don't know. You don't know, but you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You got to well, go. And all I actually would expand it, you know, I think uh, I saw a meme on uh, LinkedIn the other day or a post on LinkedIn and it said job security is an illusion. And I wrote in the comments, just cross the word job out and you've got an accurate map of the world. There's no security. There's no safety. There's just things changing and moving all the time. Yes. So... If you can get good at change, and almost all the talks that I do at the moment are on managing change, managing people, managing change, my most popular workshop right now. It's, you know, and look, we don't know what the next five years is going to look like. Oh, my God. Ever again. <laughs> ever again. Ever yeah. again. Like the rate of change is so fast. And it's getting so faster. Getting faster. Yeah. But if you know your value and you're able to communicate your value, you're able to walk into uncertainty and know, well, I've got all these tools, skills, and talents to give away. Where can I put them now? Exactly. Where can I put them now? Okay, AI's come in and taken away that. That's fine. I'll just stand over here and do this. Yeah, yeah. Right? And in that way, you're much less prone to disruption because you're not a generalist. You're a specialist, and specialists can always move and evolve and adapt. And when I look at the people, you know, they're, they, 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 they fear, like, where am, gonna, where am I going to be placed in the world? Mm-hmm. Like, I see the constantly them looking on the outside, where at some point, I just made a decision, I just simply have to be the best at, yep. at me. I just simply have to be the best at me and work on my talents and work on my skills, and I will find my nest. I will find my place. 100%. And, and you know, imposter syndrome is a really big topic. Mm. that I see a lot on LinkedIn and uh, we can finish with this if you like. Mm. But, you know, this whole thing of imposter syndrome, like I'm not really an AI business consultant or who is like what, how, like what is one, what does an AI business consultant look like? Yeah. You create an avatar in your head of some perfect AI business consultant that never makes a mistake, that knows everything, has every answer, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. But what actually matters is that nobody knows what you know, how you know it. So your unique viewpoint, your values, your life journey makes everything that you know valuable because of how you know it. Yeah, and because of the path, unique path you took. Absolutely. And the unique path you need to take. 
And everybody, Absolutely. every single person has a unique path to take. And that means there's no competition. Oh, wow. That's that means there's no competition. There's <laughs> <laughs> only you and what you're willing to do. And yeah. I would just say, uh, and everything takes five times as much work as you think. <laughs> so <laughs> just add in, a lot thank of, you, thank you, add in a lot of time and yeah. effort and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you, for, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks. Thank you, Michael, for joining.